Uh, good morning. I see a lot of smiling faces. Is it because you have had a hot cross bun this morning for breakfast? <laughs> anyway, there was um, a little boy was sick on uh, Palm Sunday and so had to stay home from church with his mother. Now his father returned from church holding a palm branch. And the little boy was curious and asked, Why do you have that palm branch, Dad? Well, you see, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honor him. So we got palm branches today. And the little boy replied, Sucks. The one Sunday I miss is the Sunday that Jesus shows up. <laughs> Aren't we glad we are here today? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, Lord, Lord, we acknowledge you as the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and the King of all eternity. Father, as we come before you this morning, and again, Lord, as we are reminded of this uh, Palm Sunday, it's not just a day. But it is a gateway to the things that's very close to your heart. It's the door, Lord, to the events that's going to unfold in uh, the next eight days, seven days. So, Father, as we come, Lord, we do ask that you will just um, open our minds and enlarge our hearts, Lord. Lord, as we come and again, just uh, appreciate what this day means to you. Lord, just uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we have just read um, that it was Passover time. Now the city was just jammed with pilgrims from all over the world. Now on the morning of his triumphal entry, our Lord sent two of his disciples to get a coat for him. Now in John's Gospel, it is described as a donkey. Now anyway, we see that the owners of the coat were the disciples of the Lord, and they had everything ready to them, and they just gave um, um, the, the coat to the Lord's disciples when they asked for it. Now, Jesus chose us to enter Jerusalem mounted on a donkey. Now, we often think that a donkey is a lowly animal. But to the Jews, it was a beast fit for the king. The donkey was a noble beast in that culture. Generals and kings rode a horse when they went to war. And when a king or general came in peace, he rode on a donkey. Now in this case, Jesus rode on one that has never been ridden. And the fact that the code has never been written yet submitted uh, to Jesus indicates the Lord's sovereignty over creation. I wouldn't have to tell you how many people tried to get on an unbroken horse. But Jesus just rode on this unbroken mule. Now further to this, there was mention of the laying of uh, clothes on the animal and on the road and waving of palm branches, which was all um, um, Jewish um, tradition, uh, reception, uh, way of receiving royalty. Now only John mentions palm branches, the points of the why we call today uh, Palm Sunday. 
Now, Palm Sunday is a very critical and a crucial day in Jesus' life. Palm Sunday is a doorway to the most important week ahead of Jesus. And is therefore the most important week of the year for all of us. Now, in the Bible, as you know, there are four Gospels written of Jesus. Now, these are likened to uh, bibliographies of Jesus written by four different peoples with four different perspectives. Now, interestingly, that most, uh, all of them ignore the first 30 years of Jesus' life. Now, we only read of Jesus as a child when he visited the temple, and then as he got home, the, the parents thought they have lost him, and then they subsequently found him in the temple um, having a great discussion and dialogue with the leaders and the teachers of the day. Now, that is about the only thing we know about Jesus' childhood. Somehow, all the gospel focuses on Jesus' last three years. And out of those three years, again, about one-third of Jesus' um, account of in, this, in all the gospel was for just that one week, his final week on earth. You see, the gospel writers, the people who knew Jesus, best felt that we could not understand him unless we understand this week in his life. And what happens in these eight days was a burning passion in uh, Jesus' life. That was something that kept him, uh, that, that the first reason why he came and kept him going. That's why Palm Sunday is also called the Sunday of the Passion. Passion Sunday. Now, Palm Sunday is not just a day of triumph. We see him entering Jerusalem as the king, but is also the start of his suffering. And the only crown that the kings wear is this crown of thorns. You know, if you look at this day, um, in a way it is, we find that it's like having a drink that is sweet and bitter. Why? Because even as we read of the celebration on Palm Sunday, we know that Friday is coming, the crucifixion on the cross. Now we know that many in the same crowd will within a short few days exchange words of, uh, of praise to words of death. Shouting, Hosanna, 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 and then later shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And it says um, in verse 37, then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice of all the mighty works they have seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now Jesus has less than a week to live, and he knows it fully well. Now, he has finally decided to make known publicly that uh, he was the long-awaited Messiah, the king that uh, God promised uh, uh, God's people were waiting for, for hundreds of years. 
And we read in the Old Testament a prophecy about a king who was to come riding on the donkey. And Zechariah predicted it would happen over 500 years before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time has finally come and Jesus was ready to take the next step. Now you know that this is the only time that Jesus allowed to be um, for a public demonstration on his um, behalf to be acknowledged by the people. In all other times, when the people wanted to promote him, wanted to lift him up high, he always just disappeared and slipped away. But this time, he permitted this public support of him. Why? Because he was fulfilling the prophecy and presenting himself as Israel's king. Now Jesus approached Jerusalem at the start of the Passover feast. When hundreds of thousands of uh, pilgrims were crowding into Jerusalem. As he mounted on his donkey, he would have been surrounded by people just moving along the direction to Jerusalem. Again, remember that Jesus did not ride on a war horse, but on a donkey, which was the symbol of peace. Now, as Jesus rode, we are told that the people in front of him and behind him and all around him uh, um, just were waving palm uh, branches and throwing down their robes and their clothes uh, to make uh, possession of uh, as Jesus passes through. Now, how much of this the crowd really understood, we cannot tell. Even though they responded, you know, with Jesus coming through with a quotation of praises from the scripture, from especially the Messianic Psalms, they said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And if you read uh, Matthew, it tells us that they kept shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And there are lots of songs about that, Hosanna in the highest. Now the Jews knew their Bibles, and many people in the crowd would have remembered the words of Zechariah and recognized what Jesus was doing. And when Jesus mounted the donkey, not just the donkey, but especially a pure-breed uh, coach, as Zechariah promised, he was presenting himself as Israel's promised king. And when they see Jesus riding on the donkey, they acknowledge Jesus to be their rightful king. And that is exactly the kind of welcome Jesus deserves. After he is the son of David, our true and rightful king. And to him we give him our, all our high hosannas, for he is our Lord and Savior. But sadly, on that day, the crowds hardly understood what they were saying. You see, many of them were looking for some kind of deliverance or some kinds of political deliverance. He was not what the people anticipated and wanted. Definitely not one who came in peace. And there was no doubt in the minds of many of the Jews who ever thought that Jesus was coming to liberate them from the yoke of the Romans and to establish a Jewish kingdom on earth. But that was not the kind of victory that the Lord came to win. 
Rather, he came to give his life as an atonement for sin and the salvation he offers for deliverance of sin from death and from the eternal wrath of God. So the people just have a wrong perception of why Jesus came. You know, shouts of joy just um, echoes through the hills and the valleys of Jerusalem in response to Jesus' presentation of himself as king. And the cheers that greeted him were just tremendous. But then, this joyous response of the people was not universal. The Pharisees told Jesus to silence the crowd and just to, to pipe down and just, uh, and from making such enthusiastic um, outbursts. And says that some of the Pharisees called out to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered them, I tell you, if this uh, should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. You know, the disciples were just caught up in the spirit of things to such an extent that the Pharisees rebuilt them and said, Jesus, you should really get a handle on your disciples. They are, they are just making such extravagant and such outrageous claims. Keep them quiet. But see, Jesus answered them, I tell you that if this should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. And Jesus saying that even if um, the multitude of people did not express their recognition that he is king, God would give the stones a voice. The thing is, the significance and the importance of this incident could not go unnoticed. If people did not give voice to such an event, the stones will cry out. Now, if Jesus is the king, then all his loyal subjects must recognize this kingship. The Jews did this by calling him the son of David and also by spreading their clothing before him, which uh, was an act of a, of a royal procession. You know, similarly, we recognize his sovereignty, his kingship, by laying our hearts before him, by surrendering our wills to him, and by asking Jesus to govern everything that we think, we say, and that we do. Because he's not only our savior and king, he's also our Lord. But that often just does not pan out. You know, it's all so easy in the crowd, you know, with all people to shout hosannas, hosanna, hosannas. When, when things uh, do not come our way and do not happen, then we shout, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You know, with our disobedience, with our waywardness, with our hardness of heart. You know, how we could change from shouting praises to shouting words of death as we do not acknowledge who our Lord Jesus Christ is. Liu Fada says that now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, you have known even you, especially in this hour, this is your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. You know, it's um, interesting that in a society, if we are 
honored in a parade, we would be sort of um, expected to, you know, sort of a slow motion give the wave, if I've done that correctly, you know, and uh, maybe nod your head in um, approvingly. But Jesus' response was quite surprising. Jesus, it says, wept over the city. Now, the first time you know that when he uh, wept, wept was when um, the incident of the death of uh, Nazareth. And it was a, a, a sort of a quiet kind of sob. But this time round, the word used for wept means it was that he wailed. He cried out as a sort of a mourner in a funeral possession. Not as a guest of honor in a victory parade. It seems that if he was just... Uh, uh, Jesus Christ Jesus was just deaf to all the shouts and praises and the hosannas of the people. Jesus was weeping because, not so much because he knew of the pain and the excruciating days that was ahead of him. No, he isn't uh, grieving the loss of his life or, or pain. But he was grieving the loss of the lives and the hearts of people because they rejected him as the Savior sent from God. The people seemed to recognize him as a king as a, who just liberated them from uh, the yoke of the Romans. But certainly not the fact that Jesus came to be the Prince of Peace and the one who has come uh, to die for the Lordship of Israel. Now, Jesus will because he was God's gift to humanity, the Son of God, coming first to, the, to Israel, his chosen people, people that uh, God created them for his own people, he chose them, yet they rejected him. You know, while the crowd was uh, rejoicing, Jesus was weeping. The people just didn't get it. You know, Jesus, as he looked around, he just saw spiritual ignorance and blindness in the hearts of the people. They should have known who he was, for God has given them this word, has sent messengers and prophets after prophets to prepare the way. He explains his missions over and over, but they never got the message. Even his close cycle of followers, his disciples, were, were in a hopeless uh, muddle. And even his, uh, in each one of them has his own agenda, his own ambitions. And they were just uh, fighting for power. And another would just betray him. And then all would just flee the city when the chips are down. That's enough to make anyone weep. Well, it's not enough that Jesus has seen you know, what's happening within the people. But around his people, uh, Jesus saw religious activities that, were, that accomplishes very little. The temple, if we read in the next verse, it says that it has become a den of thieves. And Jesus had to use whips to chase them out of the temple. And the religious teachers were even out there to kill Jesus. In the city was filled with pilgrims celebrating a festival but in the hearts of people they were far away from God 
Now Jesus was praised with palm trees as king of the Jews. But five days later, this same crowd called the king of the Jews to be crucified. Does Jesus weep for us when he sees what is happening in our lives? Or what is around us? Jesus wept that day. Next we are told that for days will come upon when ye, your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave you in one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Meaning that Jesus was just looking ahead the days um, to come. And he wept as he saw the terrible judgment that was to come in, uh, in 40 years time, in AD 70, where the Romans would come and destroy the city, killing 600,000 Jews and carry thousands more into captivity and destroy the, and level the, the temple. And why did this happen? Because the people did not know that and did not even acknowledge that God had visited them. As he said, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And the further said, we will not have him to reign, this man to reign over us. Jesus wept for them. You know, this morning, what is our reaction to our Lord Jesus Christ this Palm Sunday? And the appeal for us, if not, is to reconcile ourselves back to God. You know, Jesus enters the royal city of Jerusalem as king. And the people who not uh, long before were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, joined, shouting, crucify him, crucify him, a few days later. What is our reaction to our Lord Jesus Christ this Palm Sunday? We either uh, praise Jesus or just push him away. Are we like his disciples who praise God for him or the Pharisees who objected to his uh, kingship? Now this morning we hear the cheering crowd and the weeping Christ, the waving of the palm branches and the, and the waving of the whips. There's joy and there's also pain and judgment. Do we choose joy or judgment? What is your reaction? What is my reaction to our Lord Jesus Christ this Palm Sunday? Let's pray. And Father, as we come before you, Lord, we again acknowledge that setting the scene, what's called a triumphal entry, Lord, but Lord, we just miss the significance behind it. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. Lord, we repent of our sin. We repent of our blindness and our ignorance. Father, as we come before you, and uh, this palm sign it reminds us that, Lord, you've come as the Prince of Peace, and we rejoice in that, Lord, because you have come to save us. And Lord, as the days that go by, and our cash cry to you, that for the days to come, will be Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.